Start your day with Bugs Breakfast, Monday to Friday from 7. Let's take a closer look then at today's front pages. Jonathan, where should we start this morning? I want to start with a complete departure from the normal practice. I want to start with the uh, Daily Express and uh, something that has occupied more or less the whole of their front page under the word exclusive. (laughs) Now, you know my feelings on the word exclusive. Normally it means we've paid somebody. But uh, look at this one. Free blood pressure monitors to save lives. And apparently um, um, GPs will be able to nominate people to get a do-it-yourself blood pressure uh, kit um, uh, supplied by the NHS, cost of £17 each, so that um, the patient can do their own blood pressure checks at home. Mm-hmm. And I can't see a downside to that. Uh, the cynic in me is looking for a catch, but I can't see one. What a great idea. It is a brilliant but, uh, idea, yeah. If you've got a blood pressure problem, then you need to keep tabs on it. And going to the GP, well, for one thing, it's only going to be once every few months, and that may not be enough. And the other thing is it's using up the GP yeah. um, to do something that you could easily do yourself if you had the kit. So why not? Absolutely. Well, that's a great story. That is on the front of the Daily Express this morning. Um, Just above that is a picture of the Prime Minister and Prince Charles uh, with the caption, What's one gassing about? (laughs) So I guess uh, the story today, yesterday was all about deforestation, wasn't it? But um, uh, also they did a deal. There's been an agreement on methane emissions. Do you know any more about that? Well, a little bit. I do know that that uh, pun in the Express is not the worst one you'll see. Mm. Um, How about the mirror, for example? PM hails winds of change. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It's a gift to a paper editor, really, isn't it? It is, rather. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay, let's get back on to more serious footing then. The Guardian. Um, They've got a story, top right-hand corner at the moment, and it's a story in G2. Turn back tech. Can we really ditch screens and escape the app trap? You know, for years, the commentary has been all about get away from your screen, get up, have a break. You know, if you're in an office, make sure you're up and and giving your eyes something different to look at once an hour. There's all the stuff about keeping kids away. Don't use the screen as a babysitter. And now we're asking, actually, you know, is it too late? Can we escape screens? Because I think it's going to get worse with this metaverse and so on. I think you may be right. But at the same time, um, the gadgets are just so useful. I mean, Mm. I use my phone as an alarm clock. Yeah. Which means... Um, you know, from this point of view, the first thing I see when I open up my eyes in the morning is the phone, the screen, because I've got to switch off the alarm. Yeah. And, you know, that that's a, a sort of fairly trivial example, but it's a, an example of just the way it's got into our way of life. Yeah. So uh, can we really ditch screens or... I wonder if this is what G2 may be leading up to. Um, is it time to actually develop a different way of interacting with the device? 
No. May, maybe these smart devices will do it, so you just tell it what to do? Yes, absolutely, yeah. And that's where smart speakers come in, isn't it? And that's why mm. I love smart speakers. And there's, people say that they're spying on us and all of that rubbish. Um, but you can just talk to your smart speaker. So if you are of limited mobility, you don't need to get up and go across the room to switch the radio on. You can just ask the smart speaker to do it for you. So yeah. that, that, would be, uh, that would be my take on that. That's in G2 today in The Guardian. Mm, yes, in the eye. Oh, well, there's a connection here. It may be a connection only in my, my, my mind. See what you think. Connection between something in the eye and something on the front page of The Times. Uh, so uh, on the eye, across the top, they've got the Gillet style set, how to look country now, inside Times 2. Yeah. And um, a picture of the Duchess of Cambridge, inevitably. <laughs> wearing a gillet. I mean, who else are they going to use for an article like that? <laughs> um, but uh, on the Times, um, they're pointing you, I'll just uh, just find it one moment, um, they're pointing us uh, uh, on the, uh, hang on, no, the, sorry, I'm terribly sorry, I've got it the wrong way around. The Times has got the, uh, the gillet style set and it's the eye that's got the other one and uh, the eye are saying, or pointing us uh, to, um, something called... Diana's Fashion Legacy, see page 17. So, on one paper, we've got somebody talking about a lady who died 24 years ago and the way her look is still affecting the way people look now. Mm. Yeah, and uh, on one of the other papers, we've got that lady's daughter-in-law, although I don't think they ever actually met, um, uh, being used as an example of how to look now. Some things don't change. Yeah. Or is, it, is that connection just in my mind? Do you think? I, I no, I don't think it is. I think it's a. I think it's a very valid connection because these are women that are on the front pages all the time, and uh, they're like you know back in the eighties, it was all about the catwalk models. You know, we knew all of their names. They were on the front pages all the time, and and that seems to have gone away a bit. And it does mm. seem to be these, um, you know, certain actresses, I guess, and uh, members of the royal family who who seem to be setting the the trends these days. Yes. Uh, well, since you've mentioned it, shall we talk about the star a little bit earlier than we normally would? Go on, then. <laughs> because uh, they've got a picture of Liz Hurley oh, on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so you were talking about uh, 80s star models and things. And I'm in two minds. I don't know if the star are just taking the mickey out of themselves and their readers and everybody. <laughs> because top right-hand corner of the front page, um, newsflash, Liz Hurley has a new bikini. See page 23. They cannot be serious. Surely they cannot. No, not not when it shares a front page with uh, an, a page seven uh, article called "What's It? Crisis is over." <laughs> oh my! And never mind the main main picture at all. My question is: Is that a new picture of Liz Hurley? Because no, if it, it can't if, be. if that's a recent picture of Liz Hurley, then hats off to her, and uh, she looks absolutely fabulous. But you know, it could be a picture from twenty years ago, for all I know. I have this feeling it may be. Yes. So therefore, it is not necessarily a new bikini. So what on earth are the star doing? It's it's odd, even by their standards. I have no idea. Um, turning to the sun, then, seeing as we're talking about uh, women that are in the news and so on, we've got Gaga nude in brackets. She was born this way. I just yeah. want to yawn. 
you know, it's all been done before. It was done, We were talking about Madonna last week and her sex book. How long ago is that? 30 years ago? So, like you know, Lady Gaga, you want to rip your clothes off. Fair dues to you. <laughs> but, you know, it's nothing new. It's like people I, who walk around with pink hair and so on. They think, you know, that they're the first rebellious people to do it. But... Yeah, I, I just love the sub-headline, she was born this way, as if that's going to be news to the Sun readers. <laughs> yes, yes. What, what yes. you mean she... Oh, oh, really? <laughs> that sort of thing. Shall we move to the FT for a little bit let's, of common sense? Yes, let's, yes. And one of our favourite features, Data Watch, um, which, is, uh, which tells a lot of things by one little chart which could have been copy-pasted from somebody's PowerPoint presentation, usually. And it's something different every day, that's why we like it. So so today, um, it's uh, the results of a survey, inevitably, of the percentage of people who believe social media companies have too much power. And it's got two sets of data, one from 2019, so it's only two years ago, and one from now, and it's highlighting the change in different countries. And uh, what's interesting is actually both, because uh, two years ago, people in China um, under 70% of people in China thought social media companies had too much power. Now it's uh, 84, 85%, something yeah. like that. Um, so that's a big change in just two years. Uh, and they've arranged them in order. And uh, the China was the lowest two years ago. Uh, France is now the lowest. But even that lowest number is 79%. Yeah. So, so four-fifths of people, even in a country that's the bottom of the chart, believe that social media companies have too much power. But look who's top. Indonesia. Mm. Something like 97% of people in Indonesia think social media can... What's going on in Indonesia? Oh, um, well, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, that's your homework for tonight, Jonathan. Um, one last one from me, and this is interesting. On the FT, banks under fire for diluting green pledges since the Paris Climate Accord. Um, they've watered down their climate pledges, continued to finance the fossil fuel industry in the, those last six years, um, sparking rising pressure on lenders to sever their links to some of the world's most polluted companies. And then compare that to The Guardian this morning. World's top banks vow to fund shift to net zero. Mm. <sighs> and we believe them, don't we? Well, mm, who to believe? That's the question. And those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir.